teams you care about it's southern middle tennessee sports today yeah that's trash cans you speak for yourself once again live from the lee company studio with the hall of famer mo Patton. here's chris yow welcome back into southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint coming back to the lee company studio uh just pretend like you didn't hear that 9 to 11 reference in the uh <laughs> in the last promo uh we've only been doing this for two weeks so, um, so yeah, we're four to six. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, trust me, we ain't going back nine to eleven. Good evening to to you folks who are on your drive home on this Friday, ladies and gentlemen. The weekend. The weekend. Um, that promo is going to need a little extra help, anyway. Because we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to add this next guest to the list, and uh, Ryan McGee joining us on the phone line now. And here's the cool thing: is you know, Ryan, if if we add you to that promo, you're you're on a a pretty tall pedestal there. Jeff Perlman, Teresa Walker, uh, some of the some of the greatest names in sports journalism, and I think you fit right in. Well, let's see how this call goes first. <laughs> well, now, I'm just going to tell you, Ryan, um, Chris is buttering you up right now. Talking but, trash on the other side. But um, when when I initially talked about trying to get you on with us, he's like. You couldn't get what, Marty? Well, you, yeah, what about Marty? Oh, yeah, no, no, that's my wife. No, that's my wife. So, so, all right. So, I, was on, I did a, I did a, a radio hit. You know, we we all do all these radio hits all the time. I did one. I don't know, back in the spring, or maybe it was a year ago, like during pandemic, and it, you know, it was like Spanky and the Sports Freak. You know, and some I never talked to those guys. And the guy goes, "Well, Ryan, what's it like to be the other guy in Wham?" I go, "What?" <laughs> he goes. He, he goes, what's it like to be the other guy Wham? I said, well, all right, let's, let's break this down. I said, because the other guy Wham, I said, his name's Andrew Ridgely. I said, he wrote all the songs. I said, he owned all the publishing on the Wham songs. I go, he married the best-looking girl in Bananarama. I said, and they currently live in a castle in Scotland. I go, so, I'll take it. I go, and, I'm, and George Michael's dead. So I'll, I'll take I'll I'll take I'll take the other guy Wham. That's fine. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you that's that's a pretty good life. I'll, you know. And George Michael's dead. That, that's yeah. that's really the key there. I mean, you're, that guy's still living. So yeah, yeah, he's yeah. still around. So, but yeah, but no, I pray. Listen, and Perlman's a friend, and obviously, you know, Teresa's was mowing down the Hall of Fame, and it was about time. And so I, I just. It's uh, it's an honor that was great. First, it was great to talk to you guys, but yeah, it's an honor to hopefully maybe maybe be worthy of the promo. Oh man, I'll tell you, this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the only reason I say that about Marty is because he 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 knows my boy Ray Fulcher, and 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 I was excited about you know talking some country music, but I'll leave that. Oh out. yeah, no, listen, I'm I'm Ann McGee. I know my role in this thing. That's fine, Ann McGee. But it's okay because <laughs> yeah. they saved the best name for last, right? I'm good. That's Jerry, right. Every time we come back from break, it's with Mo. Here's Chris. So yeah, yeah I, I feel it. you, man. I, I'm the other guy too. I mean, I, I got a Hall of Famer co-host, bro. That's fine. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> and I'll say this too. Don't don't feel bad about the promo because Marty and I were on initially when we were on ESPN Radio. We were three to five on Saturday afternoons. That's how much confidence they had in us. Hey, 
And, and so w- when we when we moved to Saturday morning, the promo kept saying three to five, and we just <laughs> corrected. So it's fine. So y'all y'all are good company. Right no no yeah, wonder folks good. couldn't find you, huh? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Ryan, I, I assume that you were, if not in Hoover, Alabama, this week, paying attention to what was going on in Hoover, Alabama, this week as the SEC Media Days took place Monday through Thursday. Yeah, we were there. And in fact, so Marty and I were there, you know, every year we do what we call our talking season specials. And we, we interview every head coach in the, in the SEC and there'll be a couple of one hour specials will be on SEC network next month. And our, so our studio, they take the wilderness lodge studio, our TV studio you'll see on SEC network. They packed it up and sent it to Hoover. And so Marty and I are on our set. We're right off of radio road. And so you would leave to go to the bathroom, which, you know, my age, you do that a lot. You know, I'm walking across Radio Row. You had to go across the hallway to get to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Well, about, about halfway through Wednesday, I walk across to go to the bathroom, and I think, man, it's so serene out here, and everybody's in a good mood, and it's kind of, you know, we don't have the fans in the lobby, and it's, it's everybody's just excited to be back in Hoover. This is great. And when I went back to the bathroom an hour later, it was like the food fight scene in Blazing Saddles. I've never seen anything like it. And, and I'm like, and I'm like, and we're kind of in our, we're hermetically sealed in our studio. We didn't know what was going on because we're interviewing coaches. That's and all of a sudden, I, I see Sankey walking around, and he's got a, like a like a halo of reporters just following <laughs> him around. And that's that's when we realized what was going on. About three forty yeah. on on Wednesday. That's what we feel. Yeah, we we found that out too. And I was like, whoa, bombshell. Yeah. It was nuts. Well, and hey, and, and all credit in the world to our buddy Brent Z, you know, at the Houston Chronicle because he he dropped that story on everybody. And you know, Mo, you know this. It, it isn't it isn't very often, if at all, you know, you have that story that just rocks the foundation of everything. And uh, and Brent certainly had that on Wednesday. Oh, without question. And we were talking about it earlier in this show, as as word continues to kind of trickle out. This has been being discussed for six months. How did the SEC, Texas, and Oklahoma keep this quiet for six months? Well, I think you just keep it to a really tight group of people. And, you know, and, and we all know Greg Sankey, and, and he's, he's, he's as smart a man as you'll ever meet. And so, and, and clearly now we know has quite the poker face. It's funny, it reminds me a lot of, you know, John Swafford, who was the commissioner of the ACC forever, just retired. In fact, in fact, when I talked to Sankey on Monday, he was getting on a plane to go to Charlotte for, for Swafford's, you know, kind of you know, retirement dinner at ACC Media Days. But I remember we all went out to ACC Media Days at Pinehurst years ago, and all the questions for Swafford were, how will the ACC survive? Because this was during the last big go-round of realignment. And, and th- what we all thought was the Big East was going to eat the ACC. And Swafford just stood there for an hour, just taking our questions and smiling and, you know, whatever else. And two weeks later, <laughs> he burned the Big East to the ground and took half their teams. And what we learned was he'd been working on that for two years. So, yeah, there's a reason these guys have these jobs because they're pretty good at it. And, um, and kudos to everyone because if you can keep a secret in 2021, mm-hmm. you've done something I don't think is possible, and a lot of people clearly did that. No question. Speaking with Ryan McGee of ESPN and the SEC Network, um, Ryan, there's always a star at SEC Media Days. Who was it this week? You know, it's a great question because I think you know, this was Mike Leach's first SEC Media Days. Hmm. So 
in, in all of our eternal wisdom a year ago, when we didn't know if we were going to have football or not, what we all agreed on was, well, even if we, if we have football, no one's going to get fired, right? The, the finances are going to be we so out of whack. They fired four coaches <laughs> in the SEC. And it, and, it, it was everywhere. It was in high school, yeah. too. We couldn't, we yeah. couldn't believe it. Yeah. It was crazy. And, and the year before, there had been four coaching changes. And those four guys, you know, you know, Lane Kiffin and those guys from the year before, they never had to go through media days. And so to me, like I told Sam Pittman, I said, man, you, this is really your, your rookie year. Because if you don't do Behoover, then you didn't really do SEC media days. And so – but but to answer your question about the star of the show, um, you know, Mike Leach, who lives his entire life, you know, like he's in front of an open microphone anyway, <laughs> to actually put him at the podium and, and, and let him talk. And him, the first thing that comes out of his mouth is, I think we should have a 64-team playoff, and this is how we do it. And he <laughs> laid the entire – it took him 15 minutes, like a beautiful mind. It took him 15 minutes to explain to me and Marty, and I could tell that he had the bracket, you know, in his head. But 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 I think that was it. You know, it, it really – I I think, Marty, I say this all the time, the most underappreciated aspect of college football, really all of college athletics is how sharp these kids are, man. They're all so smart. The, the days of being a caveman and just running out there and playing football are over. You have to be so smart to play the way the game is now. All those kids were so great and so sharp. And, and, and so there wasn't a Tua, Right. You know, we don't have Spurrier anymore, but uh, but finally getting Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin, you know, at microphones talking whatever nonsense they wanted to talk was, was pretty entertaining. Well, Sam, um, uh, Missouri guy, Drinkwitz, Drinkwitz. Oh, Drinkwitz. He tried. Uh, yeah, well, and I'll say this about Drink. I've known him for a long time. You know, he was at NC State for years, and I live here in North Carolina, and, and you know, his one year at App State when they should have gone undefeated, uh, and it's still, you know, we only had a one loss. Uh, you know, that was his first year as a head coach, and I spent time with him. And uh, yeah, I say this about Drink, he got a little too comfortable. Like <laughs> when he was when he did his interview with, with me and Marty, he was he was uh, I could feel his SID about ready to jump the rope and say, Coach, quit cussing because he got so comfortable. So it's no, I like him a lot, and and that's what and, you know, Sam Pittman never really got. People, those of us who cover the sport and had interviewed him all those years at Georgia, we all knew who he was. And now he has a chance to talk. And what's cool is, is that these guys, you know, they're excited to be there. They're nervous. Sam Pittman was a nervous wreck, but but he just kind of spoke his mind. And so the the, the new guys, Josh Heupel excluded, the new guys really didn't have their filters on yet. And uh, and for me, that was that was refreshing. I think Josh has kind of gotten. He he got put through the ringer pretty early in this Tennessee situation, but oh, yeah. you know with the coup d'état and all. <laughs> well, and, yeah, well, and, and and he's great, and and I and, and I and you know I think by the end of the day he was there, but he just was um, you know he kind of you you go into those things like I say Sam Pittman told us he goes guys I'm so nervous right now and I think you go into those things just make you more worried about not saying the wrong thing, you know than just saying whatever's on your mind, but but I think that. uh yeah, but I, I but I'll tell you this. Uh, I mean, not to speak ill of the of the dead, but Heifel uh, uh, was already way down the road better than Jeremy Pruitt ever was. Well, that's because again, Josh has been a head coach, and yeah, Jeremy was well, Jeremy, and <laughs> yeah. and and again, love Jeremy Pruitt. 
was a big fan no. of his. And if he was sitting right here talking to us, he'd be great. But but media days were not his thing. Not his best. Not his best foot forward there. Um, Ryan McGee with ESPN slash SEC Network. Ryan, who was it that asked the Alabama coach how he wanted to be referred to? <laughs> Brett McMurphy. Who do you think? Oh, it was yeah. Mac. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was Mac. I mean, as soon as as soon as he walked in, and, and you know, old Brett Brett's not above uh, finding the sore spot on your arm and just poking it all day long. And so he all day long he was not only was he was he kept going back to it, but he followed him around. I think he kept track of who who referred <laughs> to him as coach and, her, and kept and kept tagging Deion Sanders in it. So in the post. So yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> I love Brett, but he is—he uh, ain't above irritating somebody, and I—I I, I thoroughly enjoy it when he does. <laughs> it's always fun to see that kind of thing. Yeah, um, you know, what are your thoughts having sat through four days of SEC media days, Ryan? You know, obviously Alabama's Alabama, but besides that, what 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 are your quick and dirty expectations this time around? Well, I, I think that. You know, in, in, in full disclosure, I mean, I, I, Marty and I went out to College Station a couple of weeks ago working on a different project, and we we got some one-on-one time with Jimbo, and this was in June. And and you guys know this. You know, when you talk to a coach during spring practice, everything's great, and the workouts are going great, and everything's great. And then when you talk to him in media days, you know, we're excited, we're excited, we're excited. But when you talk to him in June, they're pretty honest with you. You know, there's nothing going on. They're about to go on vacation. And and so you can tell if a coach is blowing smoke or if he isn't. And all I know is, is that three weeks ago in College Station, Jimbo Fisher sat right at us and told us how he talked about the team. And I think he knows they have a chance to win the whole thing. And, you know, they, they came within, you know, they had that one loss. And it wasn't a great loss, but they had that one loss. And they wish they could have one six-minute stretch back in that Alabama game, and they feel like they should have been in the college football playoffs. So I think they're close. And there's going to be a lot of focus on Georgia, and there should be, because J.P. Daniels is really good. But uh, And I think LSU has a chance to be pretty good. You know, we kind of forgot about them last year because of 5-5 five and five and, you know, losing Burrow and, and some, of the, some of the other reports that were coming out of there that had nothing to do with football. And so I think – once again, the SEC West is going to be loaded, but, 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 you know, it's all the same questions, guys. It's, you know, who can catch Alabama? Um, you know, who can finally close the gap? You know, can Tennessee finally get it together? Nope. Um, you know, right. <laughs> but, but, you're right, right. But, you know, but, but <laughs> is this the year Georgia finally, you know, lifts its fans, scraped the 1980 national championship stickers off the back of their truck? You know, those are the, the, the it's, it's always the same questions, but, uh, but it was just honestly, I think the takeaway from Hoover was everyone's so relieved to be there, which is hilarious. No, no, yeah. you've never seen a bunch of grown men so excited to be in a mall in suburban uh, Birmingham in your life. But everybody was, and and it was, and that even went to us who were working. But uh, but there's still work to do, and um, and I think the coaches know it, and uh, they can't tell these players go get your shot but they can bring in every doctor they know to tell the players to get their shots. And as a result, I think most of them will have them. That's good. That That's that, that's good to know. I mean, it, honestly, after what we saw in the college baseball and the college world series. I was there. I was there. And, and I kept talking to coaches. I, I kept referring to it as the North Carolina state effect. And Kirby Smart was very pointed. You know, Kirby said, you know, you would think 
because of what I witnessed, you know, in, in Omaha and what happened as he said. He said, you would think every coach would be like, all right, well, we ain't doing that. Everybody's going to get their shots. And not every coach is doing that. I mean, listen, the NFL has got a mess going on today, and it's going to be worse by the time they get to camp with this stuff. But and, and, you know, the coaches can't mandate it unless the school mandates it. And you're talking 13 or 14 schools in the SEC are essentially run by the state. So to do that, they got to go to the government. They got to go to the governor's office. And, and, in, and in our part of the country, that's probably in with your green list. So um, it's up to the coaches to figure out a way to get around that. And, oh, by the way, no, you know, there's no open dates. There's no makeup dates this year. And that was Greg Sankey's way of saying, you know, there's – and listen, it's just, just reading the policy. All right, so in Omaha, University of Texas, Texas is not exactly the stronghold of vaccinations, right? And the University of Texas showed up. Everybody on that team had their shots. And the reason was because, you know, regardless of, of, of health or politics or whatever you want to talk about, it's just the, it's the easiest path competitively. You know, they were tested before they got on a plane. They were tested when they got to Omaha. And the next time anyone will be tested is they showed symptoms. So just from a hassle standpoint, this is the way to go. You think Nick Saban – is going to lose a chance to play for a national championship over because a shot. guys didn't get their shots. <laughs> Not a chance. Not a chance. And, and if and if you want to if you if you want to take a stand on this as a coach or as a player or whatever, you go right ahead because uh, more the, the closer we get to kickoff, the more it feels like the sports are going to leave you out this year. Well, apparently though, Ryan, and and you have to step out of the SEC, but apparently there is a coach who is. Yeah, what is college. Nick Rolovich out well, at Washington State thinking? Yeah, and you know what? See you later. And, and I and I know his boss, and I know I know I know the AD there well enough to know that he ain't gonna put up with that. And so it's just you know. And then the flip side of that is you know here in Charlotte where I live, just yesterday that the head coach of BC, he said that everybody on his team is vaccinated, and uh, he said that he had one player who who didn't want to do it, and so he helped him figure out how to use the transfer portal. Yep. And, and that's what that's what it's going to take. And so. You know, I'm telling you right now, everybody should have learned their lesson from NC State. And, and it's, it's something else. It's a, year, a year ago when we didn't know if we were going to play. And then, you know, heaven forbid, you know, October, November, December, when teams didn't even know who they would have on the roster on Saturday morning. Why would you want to go through that again? I just don't – I don't understand. And, um, you know, if you've got a real reason not to do it, there are plenty of people that are going to hear you out. But if you think it's because, you know, um, the 5G tower is going to control your body through a microchip. And you know what? I probably don't want you, you know, playing middle linebacker to me anyway. There you go. I mean, that's the bottom line. I, you know, it's, there you go. It's, I look forward to the phone calls <laughs> tomorrow, <laughs> Marty McGee, after saying that. Yeah. Well, uh, luckily, um, Nobody listens to our show more, uh, uh, Ryan, so we're good. <laughs> but, no, we seriously, we appreciate your t you taking some time with us today and talking a little bit about SEC Media Days. We're actually going to come back from a break, and we're going to hear from uh, Max the Axe uh, Bell, who was at SEC Media Days as well on 740 The Pylon. West Blankenship is fantastic. So. Oh, yeah, not my dude. That's, uh, it's no, no, West Blankenship is, uh, he's my man. And, um, if, uh, if he, no one makes me laugh harder wow. and, uh, and oh, by the way, he's also a, a pretty great sports reporter. 
he he is fantastic. So uh, I I I look I look forward to any anything he posts. I'm, I got, I've got my my notifications when Wes makes a post. I see it. I mean, because you never know what's coming. But no, seriously, it. man, uh, Ryan, thanks so much again. We appreciate it, and uh, you're welcome anytime on this show. And we'll we'll make sure we, that we get you on the promo next time. Yeah, just uh, it make you know, if you got to cut one of the two of them out, cut out for one. I don't want to make Teresa mad. I hear <laughs> that's probably. Oh well, you know what? In our studio right now, we have Teresa's son, who um, Lawson, who's one of our interns, and yeah. he's probably um, taking offense to that because. He loves making his mom mad. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and, 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 dude, I've never been in y'all's house, but I just assume there's just one wall dedicated to all of her sports writer of the year plaques. So Most I can't, definitely. I, I, it's, like, it's like going into Richard Petty's house with all the trophies. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's a shrine. Trust me, I've been That's there. It. Yeah. Uh, all it right. Is. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Thank you, Ryan. Ryan. Oh, that was fun. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk about the Sun Belt, but we are going to hear from Max the Axe Bell on 740 The Pylon because you, if you've not heard this, it's one of the greatest things you'll ever hear in your life. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, Sun Belt preview and more. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. <laughs> 